0: This week on Page Turners and Button Mashers, we follow...
1: Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to be that cheesy. Hi, I'm Nikki. And I'm Tyler. And this is Page Turners. And
0: Button Mashers. Oh my God. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome.
1: Welcome back. Uh, episode five.
0: Episode five. That oh, is one full slap. hand. Yeah. Shout that out. is a
1: slap across the face word. Shout
0: out to all fingered viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't discriminate. <laughs> Come on. We give love to everybody. That and... is true.
1: <laughs> yes, of course, as long as people are listening. <laughs> because... <laughs> what the heck just happened? Um, so, hi. Yeah, how hello. you doing? How's it going? <laughs> How's everybody feeling? Uh
0: My brain hurts after today.
1: I don't I don't blame you. Yeah. Um he's got a doozy for you. Woo. Mine? Not so much of a doozy today.
0: So any book news? Uh, we've anything? got
1: no book news. And not that I can think of off the top of my head outside of uh one of my favorite ways to get books in a really cheap manner because <laughs> everybody wants a good library, guys. And cheap. And cheap. Because money is a thing. Yeah, and I love my local library. You should love yours too. But like, I don't want to surrender the book once I'm done with it.
0: And also, you can't really go to a uh, library as right of, now. As of right now, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a thing going on. Yeah, guys. not sure if you noticed. Uh, we we tried to <laughs> refrain from talking about it from the first few episodes because we were like. That's a downer and depressor, and that's not why we're talking about this. But let's be serious. We started this because there was a pandemic, and we got (laughs) bored with each other. And, (laughs) okay, we're not bored with each other. Obviously, we love each other very much. But, like, come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a great reason to start it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: So, yeah, it's not like you can really go to your library. But if you still want really, really good books... Go to uh, thriftbooks.com, all one word, not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. (laughs) Um, And become a member. And every five books, you get a free book. Um, If I can
0: sign up for it, you guys can too. It's completely free. I'm not much of a bookie, but even like I've looked into it.
1: Which is funny because he made me buy a whole series, which I will report on later. Yeah. Um, If you want to read ahead, it's called Etiquette and Espionage. But he made me buy a whole series because he wanted to read it and then I ended up reading it and he goes, "Oh yeah, I'll just find the audiobook." What
0: what? <laughs> I'll read it eventually. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, so let's let's <laughs> Your book.
1: Yeah, let's dive into this. Uh, oh my gosh. So today I am reporting on Once Upon a Dream by Liz Braswell. This is actually the second book in oh. the twisted tales i was mistaken by our first episode already oh geez uh so first episode you guys heard me uh report on oh my god i can't remember
0: it was about beauty and the beast it was the
1: one it was the beauty and the beast uh twisted tale oh my god english is evading me today guys i'm sorry why
0: can't i even think of the book
1: it was tale as old
0: as time no. yes, yes. Tale as yeah old as time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you but this one is the Sleeping Beauty version. Ooh! So, the story I love begins. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I know. The story begins with King Stefan and Queen Leah on the day of their child Aurora's coronation. The king and the queen were cruel people and invited all of the evil fairies across the land. Three of the most evil fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, were called forward to give the little princess their gifts of evil. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The first. Flora gives her gift of beauty so that the princess will never be left without attention on her, so she will never be left alone. Oh, wow. The second, Fauna, gives her the gift of song so that she will be forced to sing it and perform for everyone like a slave forever.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And the third and final fairy was just about to give her a curse when the kind fairy Maleficent interrupts.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, weird. Okay. You, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: being upset that the cruel king and queen were about to allow a third curse on their child she swears that she will return to save the land from their evil power meriwether then gives her a curse she tells the king and queen that on her 16th birthday their daughter was to be taken away from them to be a slave for the rest of her natural life for the fairies oh yes all right so 16 years come and go for aurora And her life is spent being neglected by her parents, where they have put all of their efforts to destroy the world around them for power, leaving everything desolate and poisoned and gross. (laughs) The night of Aurora's birthday arrives, and Maleficent appears to save her from the horrid fate of servitude.
0: Good old Maleficent right there. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Classic Maleficent.
1: (laughs) She banishes the king and queen to the dungeon, proclaims herself as queen, and surrounds the kingdom with thorns to protect all that reside in it for the elements, from the elements, I'm sorry, of the horrible world that the monarchy had left for them. Wow. Yeah. That is nothing like the story that it started out with. No. Not even close.
0: So Maleficent is good so far. So
1: far. Okay. As far as you know.
0: Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I love Maleficent. So,
1: three years after her birthday, Aurora spends a lot of her time sleeping being taught skills that she will never understand they're isolated okay mood
0: this is perfect. <laughs> <This> is <perfect. laughs> what a mood right now i was
1: right just now. about to say perfect this is perfect for the pandemic yeah okay. <laughs> so <laughs> i was just like yeah i feel that right now uh and she's being taught skills that she will never understand she's not great at sewing or math by the way
0: Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) I knew you were going to say same, too. (laughs) I wrote it and I was like, he's going to say same. He's not good at math.
1: (laughs) The kingdom has become a large ground of boredom and melancholy amongst the people. Oh. Yep. There's never anything to do besides a monthly ball to bring some sort of joy, which is much more than Aurora's parents gave her. And being told what to do by Maleficent since she had taken Aurora on as a reward... She even magically created food, so there was no farming to even be taken care of. Oh. So everything that everybody knew was just like, eh, don't need to do it, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. How kind. hmm Until one day, when the piece was broken, the minstrel had run into Aurora, all covered in cuts and blood, and he tells her that he had been outside of the thorns. Oh that beautiful things surrounded them and that it was a lie that there was only ruin. <clears throat> yep. Two of Maleficent's henchmen appeared. Maleficent these guys were lied. like Yeah. These guys were like half human, half creature and thoroughly scary. So like oh. if you've actually seen the original Sleeping Beauty movie, well it's not the original, let's be serious. Yeah. But the Sleeping Beauty Disney movie, um, these guys are like horned and they have hooves and mm-hmm. they're not quite people but they're not quite creatures. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So they come and grab him when he slips something into her palm. Nice. A blue feather. Alright. Mind you, the only birds that she has ever seen lingering around are gray rose pigeons. <laughs> so this feather is completely new. proof! <laughs> yeah, it's proof! <laughs> she ponders about this feather like a whole lot. Okay. Even asks some people about it. And most everyone tells her the same thing. It's not possible. There's only pigeons here. <laughs> and if another kind exi- exists, then Maleficent is lying about a whole lot. Oh, God. Uh, then she sees the fairies in the dungeon. <gasps> Dun- her, fairies, her fairies. Her good fairies. Oh. They tell her to wake up. And she's confused.
0: I'm confused. (laughs)
1: And she goes to the ball. She kind of, like, brushes it off. She's like, don't know what that was about. (laughs) I'm awake. (laughs) Yeah, I'm awake. I don't know what you're talking about. So, during the gold ball, it was literally a gold-themed ball. Oh. Yeah. Aurora tries to confront Maleficent about the feather and how the minstrel had been the one to give it to her. Maleficent tries to play it off like it was pigeons. (laughs) But there was too much evidence to prove that Maleficent had been lying about the state of the kingdom surrounding them. Mm-hmm. At one point, a deck of cards literally, like, smacks her in the face while she's trying to take a nap. <laughs> because she wished for something.
0: Oh.
1: And, um, at literally any sign that anything outside of the castle exists. And it shows, like, animals on these decks of playing cards oh. that she's never seen before. In the kingdom, oh. so like rabbits and squirrels and bears, and she's like, I've never seen these before. I don't know what they are.
0: I love that.
1: And Maleficent's like, those aren't real. I don't know what those are. Keep wi- don't those wish. Those are things. child's toys. Yeah, like... don't, wish <laughs> um... <laughs> don't wish for things.
0: Don't Stop wish for things. Don't wish for things. You suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So Maleficent gets suspicious of the princess and sends her henchmen after her. Forcing Aurora to run from the kingdom. Okay. She runs through the thorns and out into the forest. Okay. Part two.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. And this
1: is going pretty quick, I know. Yeah. So, Aurora's freaking out. She's cut, bloody, her dress is just torn to I shit. I would
0: imagine from the thorns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not a great circumstance, obviously. I wouldn't want to be cut and bloody in a gold dress. (laughs) Uh, She then has her first vision of the truth. Ooh! She knows that this whole world with Maleficent has been nothing but a dream. She's stuck asleep. She had pricked her finger on the spindle, as the original story tells. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was the result. So she never woke up. Oh. Yes.
0: Oh! Prince
1: Philip actually came in and kissed her, and he also fell asleep. Oh. Yeah, so nobody's awake. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I wish you guys could see his face right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so she decides to start trekking through the forest. She's got like a massive headache at this point. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's real anymore. When she finally sees a creature that she's never seen before in person, a deer.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: She keeps watching it as a man starts to approach the animal. She watches him as he inches forward, hands outstretched. Then she decides to intervene and scare off the deer since she believes that this man's about to kill it.
0: <laughs> Classic.
1: Yeah. He sees her and gets really happy. Oh. He says, it's you. I can't believe it's really you. And he's like hugging and twirling her and super happy to see her. She doesn't know who he is, so she slaps him. Nice. Yep. (laughs) She's literally right across the face. It's just like, bam. (laughs) That's
0: what you do when a stranger walks up to you. You smack
1: them. You don't let somebody pick you up and twirl you you around and get excited about you when you have no idea who they are.
0: Life lessons.
1: Boundaries, women. And men. And everybody. Boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of hurt at the fact that she doesn't know him. He tries to remind her that they've met in the woods, similar to what they were standing in. Then he introduces himself. Philip. Oh. Prince Philip. Alright. Yeah. So he tries to inform her of his part in their love story. (gasps) How he saw her in a clearing, that he knew that she lived with fairies as her aunts, and how they sang Once Upon a Dream together. They actually sang Once Upon a Dream together. Oh. Yeah. She remembered the song, was starting to come to terms with who he was and the aunts being fairies. He said he'd been trying for a long while to get to, get to the castle, sorry, to save her. Aurora, of course, doesn't have all of her memories, mm-hmm. but he let her know of her father's plan in the real world and why she never knew she was a princess. Oh. Yes. Yes. They, he basically goes, oh no, 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 so what basically happened is you were sent away as a baby so that they could protect you from this whole spinning wheel situation with Maleficent, and then uh, you were supposed to marry me, but I didn't know it was you that I was marrying, so I was going to tell my father that it wasn't going to happen, but all that stuff, you know, if you already know the story. You don't need me to explain it. Um,
0: <laughs> and if you don't know the story, watch, what are you doing? Watch
1: a Disney movie, guys. Yeah. Or if you absolutely hate Disney, then I'm sorry. That's on you. Um, <laughs> they decide together, sorry. <laughs> they decide to get through this That <laughs> They have to figure out how to get out of this dream and go on their way. Yeah. After all, he had already slain a dragon for her. Oh. Mind you. Maleficent's very much alive in her dream. Keep that in mind.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Uh. Philip tells Aurora how the story was supposed to go, Mm -hmm. but she even admits that's not how it happened. She doesn't understand why Maleficent went so extreme to curse a baby. (laughs) She's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Then they begin the trials to get out of Aurora's head. Oh. Maleficent sets up tests and traps to make it so that she could keep everyone in the kingdom under her spell to make sure that she could suck the life force from the people in the land to be reborn again since Philip, you know, killed her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. For anybody that's never seen Sleeping Beauty.
1: We know it happens. Yeah. Before I get into the traps, I'd like to side note that Philip is terrible with his words and Aurora challenges him... To say a whole bunch.
0: Oh, that's kind of adorable. Yeah,
1: like, at one point he said she looks older, and he was like, not old, like, more mature. And it was funny listening to him, like, literally shove his foot in his mouth in a really non-princely way. That's awesome. It was just like, not older, more mature. Are you calling me, like, a mother? (laughs) Like.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah, fight him.
1: (laughs) Anyway. So, first track. They discover they are on the right trail as the earth begins to crack and crumble underneath them. The shattering attempts to lead them back to the castle. okay. Yeah, so literally the earth just starts splitting open in front of them. They're like, fuck, run.
0: And then they roll for initiative. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No?
0: Is that not how that works? (laughs) That's not how
1: that works in a book. They've already rolled for initiative. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Philip, at this time, uses video game logic... Nice. And decides that since, since they were in danger, they were going the right way. So Aurora That's... turns their back and they fall down one of the holes in the ground. They land safe and continue to walk. Initiative very much made. Yeah. <laughs> That's some saving role. Twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Second trap. Later, they find themselves stranded a bit and they come across some wood nymphs that, who take fascination with Aurora and Philip. Okay. Um, how she was so pretty they kept repeating that she was so pretty and i need to touch you and Ooh. brush your hair and change your clothes and you'll be our doll for oh ever. hate that yeah i hated it too
0: i don't like that one bit
1: also the, <laughs> the voice actor who read the first book also read this book and there's a part where he like well introducing the wood nymphs he says their names and there's one part that I I actually had to rewind because I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. Uh-huh. And he goes, Me la 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 and oh, was
0: Jesus like... <laughs> Christ. Okay.
1: I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was so funny. So She remarked about how, they remarked how her dress was ruined and how her hair was so beautiful and how they would brush it out for her, give Philip a massage to set them on their journey. Mm -hmm. She realized that this was so much like what her handmaiden, Liana, did for her. Okay. And they were playing off of her gift of beauty, how she had been assumed to be vain. But Aurora noticed that this didn't seem right. They had finished dressing her in a yellow gown, brushed out her hair, styled it, and they just wanted to keep waiting on her, to keep her and be their doll, to constantly change her hair and her dress, and just keep making her feel pretty.
0: Oh, they're like those uh, aunts that the uh, or aunts that you uh, take wedding dress shopping. <laughs> yeah, just like this one, this one, this one, And
1: perpetually giving you dresses that you're like, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> At least that's for me. I'm not very girly. Anyway, so she gathered with Philip and tried to run. Mm -hmm. She was like, this isn't good. I'm out. The nymphs began to claw at her, begging, begging them both to stay. They literally, like... Change into these creepy little disgusting creatures with really long claws, barbed tails, curved fangs, and horns. Their eyes go from front-facing to, like, the top of oh. their head. Oh. It's gross. I
0: hate that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Philip pulled out a sword and, okay, wood nymphs are, like, what, three inches tall? Yeah. A sword? Swinging at, like, hundreds of them? Come on. You're not really gonna do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, he tried to swing at them, the demons converged on her, Philip pried them off of her, and they ran with everything that they had getting away from them.
0: hmm
1: Trap number three. Oh. I know. Such intensity. After they ran from these horrid, gross demons, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure are things made for my nightmares, <laughs> they find themselves in a little village. Okay. After they decide these people are okay, they decide to relax and party it up for a little. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, they party a whole lot. Oh, good. They dance and drink for hours. Philip, however, is super skeptical of the whole situation, especially after that last one. He kind of decides that it's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And then he finally relaxes, dances with Aurora, you know... Great things happen and music plays for hours. Once things begin to settle, they talk with a traveling merchant. He mentions that he travels around, knows the woods very well, and Philip mentions that they could really use the help. So they make a bet if one of them can outsing his mechanical bird without repeating a song, they'll gain whatever insight he has to the forest. Oh. Aurora agrees, so she sings. The bird and her take turns singing small tunes. Since Aurora is really well-versed in song, memorizing over hundreds, mm-hmm. actually, she they get to a point where she is so happy, she's singing, and she forgets it's a competition. Yeah. Singing higher and more than she ever has until her throat begins to bleed. Oh. She ends up coughing up blood, and she finally has the wish to summon a sword. Oh. And she stabs the merchant. <laughs> she discovers is another demon, oh. preying on her gift of song. Okay, mm-hmm. that's two gifts. Yeah, there uh, there's
0: three. Yeah,
1: there's yeah. Ah. Trap number four. Oh. So Aurora and Philip run from the scene after the demon dies, and they get into this like huge fight, mm-hmm. uh, testing how she could possibly have ever been in love with how they could have ever been in love with each other, even if they don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> like wow he was—he literally is like well we fell in love I saw you it was love at first sight and she was like what? that's not <laughs> enough I don't know you anyway so they end up going to sleep angry nice she wakes up the next day to him asking if she's still angry at him okay. Aurora begins to mention that it's something they can talk about once this is all over and she starts to walk only to find Philip carrying fish. She of course gets very confused and tells them both to tell her something about them. Floor Philip, hold on. Floor Philip, which I'll just call FP, says that his father gave him his sword when he was three. Fishing Philip, which I won't call FP, mentioned that any of them can know that. He talked about it earlier. Mm -hmm. They did the whole I'm the real Philip thing until Aurora decides that he needs to tell her something truly embarrassing about himself to know that it's really him. FP says that if she doesn't know this fact, how would she know it's really him? That she just should go on alone, without him, either of them, and finish this alone. Okay. Like it should have been. Mm Mhm. She agrees for a moment, until Fish Philip blurs out that he used to wet his bed until he was 13. And then he stole his mother's jewelry before she had died. And once she did, and was asked about it, he went with the, I wanted to have something of hers instead of telling the truth. She makes a really clear decision, takes her blade, and plunges it into FP. Mm. He decays and turns into a demon.
0: Uh, Of course.
1: And they carry on. Of course, he was like, how did you know? And she's like, "He wouldn't have told me something that ridiculously embarrassing. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Also... You peed yourself? I'm going to remind you of that. (laughs) For the rest of our lives. (laughs) They finally make it to the safest part of the woods, at the cottage that Aurora grew up in, with Philip's father in tow. They manage to run into him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so King Hubert has gone kind of loopy. I
0: love that And
1: (laughs) Hubert... I don't know why I said it, like freaking Kermit the Frog.
0: Kermit, Hubert, Hubert.
1: Um, King Hubert tells them that he doesn't think that his mind will keep in the real world anymore. Okay. The three fairies manifest at this point, and they start to train Aurora in the skills that she needs to prepare to defeat Maleficent once and for all. Okay. She learns how to summon daggers and use telepathy to throw them. Ooh. She learns to control her memories and remember the true story. Okay. And, uh, they prepare and they realize that they all have to travel all the way back to the castle. <laughs> yep. Through the nice. woods that they just went through. So they get started. While Aurora is talking out loud to Philip, she wishes them to be at the castle. Which, of course, makes it happen. Nice. Yeah. She's oh. in her own head.
0: <laughs> Man, I wish we could be at the castle. Mm-hmm. Oh! Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They appear in the throne room of the castle, where Maleficent tells them to be careful what they wish for. Aurora tells her to cut the theatrics, and that they need to get down to the bottom of it. She goes, she doesn't say cut the bullshit, but she essentially goes, cut the bullshit. Like, let's get down to this. Come on. So Maleficent tells her of why she did what she did. That Aurora's parents are finally dead. Okay. They had the actual king. Oh my god, what are their names? Stefan and Queen Leah were actually in the dungeon for all those years in her head. And Maleficent was just torturing them slowly so that once they died she could get their royal blood life force. Okay. So she could officially come back.
0: How evil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. So they start the fight. Maleficent sticks her henchmen on the fairies. The henchmen and the fairies die. Yeah, I'm not sugarcoating it. Both of them are dead. That's great. Um, Maleficent makes a huge deal about the fact that her fairies weren't able to save her anymore, but Aurora mentioned that those manifestations weren't the real fairies. Mm. They were parts of her. Her bravery, kindness, and intelligence manifested. Alright. She gains her strength and fights Maleficent. Aurora feels as though hope is almost lost when Liana makes an appearance Though she is a part of Maleficent, and has been essentially her spy as her handmaiden. hmm She tells Aurora that it needs to end how it begun. Huge side note from the ending. Yeah. Aurora had mentioned earlier that she willingly touched the spinning wheel. Oh. Yeah. She literally was just like, I was alone. Mm-hmm. I got taken from the first love I've ever had. I was isolated in the woods and only to be dragged all the way to a castle to find out I was a princess only to be isolated again. Yeah. Like, also, Maleficent appeared to her as a huge glowing green ball of fire. Who follows a giant green ball of fire?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) She was like, so, yeah, the door opened up and I walked through and I'd never seen a spinning wheel before in my life but I was like, I'm sure that's it. (laughs) <laughs> and she touched it. And she was like, I thought that death or death-like sleep was better than life.
0: Damn. Okay. I know.
1: Well, I was like, shit, no one even realized that she was in isolation that whole time. How can you be so fucking happy that whole goddamn time? Yeah. I'd lose my mind. Anyway, I'm sure most of you guys are too. Um, <laughs> don't do that, though. Please don't. Yeah. Don't Don't fall in line with an evil fairy and prick your finger on a spinning wheel and then pass out um
0: but if you do you now know the trials for it so
1: yeah you gotta have some solid will (laughs) (laughs) so aurora has a thought okay she creates a spinning wheel all right that put her back to sleep she summons one fights her way she breaks her finger on it and she passes it back out
0: she went deeper into the dream no and she
1: woke up in the real world okay yeah so i missed a lot of things that i remembered after i finished writing these notes Mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you guys now liana is a bigger part in this story than i made her seem okay um i want you to read it i want you to figure out why she's so important uh I'm going to tell Tyler later, but you don't get to find out until oh, you read the book! <laughs> so tweet us. Tell me what you think. Anyway, now I'm finally going to finish the story, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but those who have obviously died in their sleep, Yes. Uh, wake up. Aurora is taken from her room immediately by the advisors. These guys fucking suck, by the way. <laughs> they're all you're all woman I don't think you're ready to see your dead parents your fragile constitution might not be able to handle it fuck off with your bullshit so she demands to see them anyways nice she's like I've never met my parents what makes you think you're gonna stop me from seeing them now yeah so to make sure that their funeral and the funeral of those who have passed away properly taken care of she tells the kingdom of the family's death and tells them that she's going to do everything they can that she can to lead them as her queen as their queen okay and everything's taken care of she's fantastic philip's father for sure has lost some of his you know mentality in the dream state and philip needs to be able to take over for his father at this point aurora and philip have a last talk and philip's philip mentions that they could totally still get married (laughs) (laughs) and she's like i'll think about it But he does make a good point about how the advisors are complete assholes who think that a woman can't lead the kingdom alone, and she says that time will eventually tell. Yeah. Yeah. The end of the basic story. Now again, just remember there are some parts missing, and uh, you gotta read that book. Yeah. However, I'm probably going to say for my last bit here that this wasn't my favorite I'm not a huge Sleeping Beauty fan in the first place, um, so I'm going to actually rate this like six and a half Ooh. pages turned. I, I There were some things that I really wish they were a little bit more clear about instead of being like, oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is
0: that. All right. All right. Wow. That All, was... right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Decent mm-hmm. book. I love that show. But uh, that was a crazy book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't like the blood and everybody suddenly dying in their sleeps. So it was great.
0: You don't like blood? Well... <laughs> well.
1: I have a fear of dying in my sleep. Okay. That's, that's like, fair.
0: That is fair enough. I don't want it. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> uh let's switch over to games yes so gaming news not too much has been happening um not a lot i'm not sure how many people enjoy the game Fortnite, but there was this huge event with the uh rapper travis scott uh if you got to see it you'll understand how cool it was if you didn't see it it like it was really cool I recommend looking it up on YouTube yeah it's on YouTube (laughs) yeah the it was just really cool to see and be a part of there was the whole Marshmallow live event and then they did it with Travis Scott Travis Scott one was ten times better in my opinion
1: visually at least
0: yeah visually it was like oh like I know one of his songs (laughs) and then Marshmallow I'm like oh fuck yeah but I love Marshmallow yeah Marshmallows are my favorite
1: food
0: yeah well Candy. Snack. Treat. Sweet thing. Treat. Yeah, there you go. So, with that, let's get into the game, which, speaking of Fortnite, that's, you know, its developer made the game I'm talking about. It's epic! Yeah! So, Gears of War, the first one. That is the game I'm talking about this week. I will say, before I go any further, this is my one of my favorite game series of all time. With that said, I couldn't, I just couldn't beat the story mode today.
1: No, he actually walked in while I was reading the book for um, next week's week's episode, and he literally goes, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I can't can't do it. And I was like, what do you mean you can't do it? I can't finish the game. I just can't do it. I just
0: couldn't. All right. So (laughs) with all of that out of the way, The original release date for Gears of War was November 7th, 2006, and it was remastered and titled Gears of War Ultimate Edition and was put onto Xbox One August 25th, 2015, so that all the graphics got updated and it went from Unreal, Unreal Engine 3 to 4, I think? is how that works i hope they're on four i hope i don't sound stupid (laughs) the developers are epic games and yes epic games the one that made fortnite this was their previous title and let's just say a lot a lot different very different game (laughs) the other developers are the coalition people can fly and splash damage so
1: shout out to those companies yeah
0: (laughs) the publishers are the microsoft corporation xbox game studios and starry games so pretty cool the awards uh, the most notable awards that they won for this game was the vgx award for studio of the year so not even for the game and golden joystick award for game of the year
1: can i just like interject here for a second yeah um he's throwing all of this uh technical knowledge at you because he couldn't finish the game. That's literally, (laughs) it was one of those, uh... Well, I always
0: say, like, awards that they won and stuff, so... That's true, they did pretty good. Yeah, they they won quite a few game of the awards among the, uh, like, the specific voice actors winning. Not good enough! Yeah. (laughs) Fun fact, the voice actor for the main character in the story mode, Marcus Phoenix, actually voices Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. I love him. Yeah, it's... I love oh, him so much. It's so good. And you get to hear him as just an angry soldier. It's so cool. So, the story mode doesn't do a great job of telling you what's going on. You start off as Marcus Phoenix Phoenix uh, in a... One more time. Marcus <laughs> Phoenix...
1: There you go. ...in a
0: prison <laughs> cell, a war prison, uh, broken out by your friend... You're also you're like uh, partner, Dom Dominic Santiago, pretty cool guy. He's like my favorite character of the series, uh, and he's just like, hey, we've got to go. And Marcus legit just goes, but I'm a prisoner. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, everybody's been exonerated, so you get to join the fight. Throws him a duffel bag. You put on armor, and then you go. That's all that they tell you. You just know there's war. Marcus Phoenix knows about it, he's a prisoner of war, and now you're in the military again, which is called the Coalition of Organized Governments, or COG. Cogs. So So Gears of War, that's yeah, that's how they did it. Uh there are multiple acts throughout the game. There are five acts with chapters in each of those acts ranging from like six to or five to eight depending on the chap tra- or on the act. So lots to do in the story mode. <laughs> and honestly, it just after a while in that game, it just kind of feels like it's taking too long. Oh. Yeah, so you're just kind of sitting there like, Can I be done? And no, you can't. You're stuck there forever. <laughs> uh some of the cool things that I really enjoy about this game are the is the soundtrack you really know when there's action and when it's like there's nothing happening when you're just exploring or going through the level horror
1: movie status
0: yeah so if you're like you know oh shit there's a whole bunch of the enemies coming which they're called locust because they live in the ground (laughs) (laughs) so you uh play the locust come excuse me i got interrupted so now i'm distracted (laughs) Um, The planet you are on is called Sarah, S E R A, or S E R R A. I can't remember at this point in time, but it's not Earth, but it's, you know, you're on a planet <laughs> that has humans and the locusts are in the ground and they pop out of nowhere. Ew. Yeah. Gross. No. And, I don't they like just that. <laughs> and Ew. then they shoot at you. Yeah. It's it's, on my skin. It's Blah. fantastic. Uh, they come out in these things called emergence holes. Ew, they keep no. they keep calling the, like, thing that happened, like, oh, wow, you were there at E-Day. And it's like, what the fuck is E-Day? They don't tell you. <laughs> it, <laughs> they don't. They just, you're in a war now. That's, so that was my major problem with the game is you don't know what the hell's going on. You're just like, there's these weird bug humanoid creatures running at me.
1: And they all freak me out. And
0: I gotta shoot them. That's all. <laughs> so along with the music being very uh, well-made, so, uh, yeah, as I was saying about the music, is, like, you'll start getting, you'll see, like, the enemies coming towards you, and the music will get really intense, and the fun thing that they've done, and I personally love this, is at the end of, like, the action sequence in the story, when you killed all the enemies in that area, you'll hear just, like, an awesome power chord from a guitar, just, wow. <laughs> No. It's like, it's deep. It's boom. And you're like, oh, I finished this.
1: I am female. Can't do that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So really cool. And then when you're just kind of wandering, you kind of hear sweet, like, melodic music where it's just very peaceful and it's just like, oh, shit's destroyed. And then you just hear your boots, thump, thump, thump. The game's very loud. It's abnormally loud. (laughs)
1: That's unsettling though because yeah. it's like every time something will happen, then it's like suddenly, oh my god, jump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> except it's on the same level as the peaceful, so it's just like it's like what? <laughs> so what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. So the weapons that are introduced in this game are the uh the lancer, which is the kind of assault rifle, but it's got a chainsaw attached to the front of it. So you're shooting and then you can rev it up like and chop through either obstacles or enemies.
1: I love that
0: thing. Yeah, it's so good. I
1: like seeing it.
0: And then there is the hammer burst, which is the burst assault rifle, so three-round burst. It is mainly used by the locust, but you can, of course, pick them up because when they're using them and you kill them, they drop the weapon and you can just <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> the Nasher, which is a shotgun, it's exactly, once you get close, it like, it explodes people. The Hammer of Dawn, which is technically a space laser, you aim it, you have to wait for a few seconds for a satellite to get aligned, that's the lore of it, and then it goes beep, beep, and just, like, just lasers. Everyone dies. Yeah. Nobody is safe. Uh, then you have the Torque Bow, which is technically a, like, a bow and arrow, but when you release the trigger so you can actually hold the trigger down and a line will come up to show you where you're aiming and when you release it it'll shoot and stick to the thing and then blow up the bolt blows up so not my favorite weapon in the game it's like oh this is going to be awesome and then you realize that it's just like uh like like a
1: homing (laughs) missile kind of situation no
0: if the person ducks they they misses oh
1: that's yeah yeah that's fair then
0: you've got the long shot which is your traditional sniper rifle you can zoom in with it uh i personally love that one uh the boom shot which is a grenade launcher type thing yeah
1: thing you just
0: hold it and you go like this (laughs)
1: that's nice
0: then you've got your pistols which you've got the snub pistol that's the standard just uh single round okay and then (laughs) you
1: yeah sorry single round (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the bolt-hawk, which is a revolver. You can zoom in slightly with it, and it is extremely powerful. The problem is the recoil is insane, but that's to compensate for the how powerful it is. I
1: suddenly have images of people shooting a gun that they have no business shooting. <gasps> Bang! Getting yeah! Getting recoil in the forehead. It's great.
0: Yeah. So um, out of those, like I said, the long shot is my favorite. So, yeah. And out of the pistols, my favorite is the Boltak pistol, so... Because it is so powerful. Uh, One thing I would like to mention about the boom shots, you generally get them on the ground or from enemies called boomers. And a little bit of a spoiler alert for the later games, specifically 4 and 5, the enemies that hold these in the first three games say... Boom. They literally say boom, but, yeah, they go boom. And right before they shoot, and it's just so amazing to hear that to me, especially when I've recently played 4 and 5. I'm just like, it's back. Like, it's just, it's such a pleasure to hear.
1: (laughs) I only ever, like, watched you play 4, like, bits of 4 and 5. Yeah. I've watched you play 5, not all of it, but a good chunk of it. Yeah. So... That putting in perspective, that's also why I'm a little on the quieter side because I haven't seen Gears of War one, two, or three yeah. being played. So I have no idea what yeah. is going on in this. But I didn't know that they used that to say they boom. used to say boom because yes. I realized that that would be kind of funny to me if it's like suddenly boom. Okay, you're gonna shoot me. Nice yeah. to know.
0: <laughs> and- the most annoying part I got hit with this today Uh, I was struggling very hard in the story mode it fucking uh, I just I don't like it Uh, (laughs) hard now yeah so I got distracted by an enemy that came through a flaming door which was really fucking weird he just walked through a door came upstairs started shooting at me and I was like okay I was on a balcony type thing with the opening (laughs) near the courtyard so I turn around start shooting at him all of a sudden I hear boom and I'm like oh fuck hits me in the back of the skull the boom shot just <laughs> <clears throat> died and I'm like
1: fuck. No I didn't watch that happen either but what? <laughs> yeah that actually
0: like I'm sitting there I'm talking to my best friend shout out to you Harley love you uh, I do too <laughs> yeah, It was just great uh, cause he's just sitting there he's not playing the game with me and all of a sudden he just hears are you kidding me? <laughs> cause that's it was just like I saw this guy. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to shoot him because I'm dying. And then, boom. Oh, no. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) That game on the easiest difficulty, you can still die so quickly.
1: Oh, I believe that. So So very much.
0: (laughs) And I got to experience the most bullshit mission of all time. It has to do with night. There's these creatures called Krill. They're like bats, but they got tentacles in the back.
1: So there are no whales to come and save you. No.
0: And these things, like, if you go into the dark, into, like, a non-lit area, they kill, you're dead. Ew. Yeah, they just... I hate that. Yeah. When you get introduced to them, it's really cool, because you see, like, them kind of flying in the sky a few of them, and then, like, you see a few of the non cog. Soldiers. So you just see some, like, civilians. They're called stranded. They don't have gun or they have guns, but no armor. And they're just like, oh, come here. The light above them breaks, and just a swarm of krill oh, come and just no. take them out. So many no. It was just, oh! <laughs> oh, no,
1: no, no. I am already the queen of dying. I don't want to deal with that just... in a game.
0: <laughs> and you're just like, oh, stay in the light. <laughs> your dom, uh, your buddy dom, your dom, your buddy dom <laughs> <laughs> goes... Better stay in the light. It's like, thanks, dude.
1: Yeah, well, now we got two t-shirts that we should have. Yep. One, the queen of dying. And <laughs> you, you're Dom. Never mind. Your,
0: <laughs> your son, buddy Dom. Your buddy Dom. <laughs> um, yeah. And I have seen the final mission, but or the final chapter, but I haven't played it for myself. It's a boss battle against the main enemy of the game. His name is General Rahm. A- R-A-A-M. General Rom, he's...
1: That's funny, because he's going to ram you dead.
0: Yeah, that mission is also bullshit from what I've seen. It's just like, ugh, great. (laughs) It's going to die a lot. Uh, A few side notes I would like to say about this is uh, there's a shit ton of gore. So if you and, say, you have like a a young kid or a younger cousin, and they're like, oh, I love Epic because Fortnite don't let them play this game because it is very gory lots of swearing just not a great game for kids (laughs) no i will say that like yeah i'm let your kid like you you're a parent do what you want yeah we're not
1: parents we can't say that but
0: i would not recommend letting your younger kids play this game because of how gory and how scary it can get at times so
1: those things bring me nightmares. And yeah. I'm in my twenties. I'm I'm we're both <laughs> we're both actually born the same year, so I'm twenty five, he's about to be. And I've already seen enough things in my nightmares yeah. that give me like sweats and wake up panics. I don't need more. And those things give me more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and me, I just I jump easily and when these things come crash when these things called wretches, which are just these little like, I guess, peons, technically, they just come running at you and you can smack them uh, or shoot them. They come jumping through windows and doors at the most inopportune times. So you just, huh! it's just bad. Okay,
1: <laughs> admittedly, though, it's really funny to watch him jump.
0: Or to hear me from or the other hear, room.
1: to hear you jump while I'm, like, in here watching some weird crime doc and all of a sudden you hear, huh! at the weirdest <laughs> <time>. yep, yup. Because
0: <laughs> it always happens funny (laughs) so a few things i do want to explain or kind of critique i guess about the game is the voice acting it's a little off like like early on in the campaign you're met with this character his name is kim he he's kind of your higher up he's yeah he's your sergeant and like you'll get to a door that's locked and he'll go i'll get the door i have the password and it's like okay this is great (laughs) and so
1: classic 2000s gaming (laughs) and it's just
0: very kind of awkward some characters will be like look out and it's like uh,
1: (laughs) it's already exploded guy
0: yeah (laughs) who are you let's go this way and it's like oh that's a great idea (laughs) so the voice acting is a little off and choppy but i cannot blame it for it was made in 2006 so
1: early 2000s
0: yeah uh the ai speaking of like the ai in general very off there will be points in the campaign i experienced this through playing the campaign where the AI will either get in your way so your squad mates will either get in front of you while you're trying to shoot and that's terrible when you have a boom shot or a torque bow because you will die. (laughs) That's
1: so annoying. And
0: also there will be times, I experienced this today, uh, where I went running through an area and I had to get to the next area but I needed my partner because sometimes you split up so it's two and two. And the character's name is Baird i like that name fuck baird (laughs) no he sucks he's a whiny bitch okay
1: yeah i will trust you on that yeah
0: you go i went running through the whole area cleared it out and i couldn't get it because he wasn't there and you have a command that you can like oh regroup on me and all of a sudden i just hear over the is no can do and it's like what the fuck do you mean so i went running all the way back and he's just standing in a doorway and then I like nudged him <laughs> the doorway's in the way.
1: You can't move. It's no, fine. No. <laughs> no,
0: he could. I just nudged him and he go he turns and then turns again and starts walking in front of me to where we're supposed to go. And I'm like, "Oh my god. I killed all those enemies. I got to the point and you weren't even there." <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there for me. And then the Last issue I really have with the game is the uh, the camera while sprinting. The game calls it roadie running. I don't know why. But when you're sprinting, you hold down the default A button. And you just kind of lower yourself and just sprint really fast. The problem I have with it <laughs> Sorry. is the camera shakes way too much in this game. In later games, they fix it. But in this one, it's a little nauseating and disorienting. Ew. Like, you're just like, oh, shit, where am I running?
1: It's like reading a book on a car ride if you're not Yeah, exactly. It, Ugh. Exactly.
0: Good. F- Ugh. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> if you're not good with motion sickness, that can get you. My <laughs>
1: stomach already feels it. Yeah. Ugh. So mm-hmm. with
0: that, I would actually like to go to the multiplayer modes, which are pretty cool. So multiplayer modes, they did introduce these. uh Warzone, which is your basic team deathmatch, uh, where you just... Kill the enemy team a number of times, and then you win. Then there's execution. It's like Warzone, except you have to execute the enemies in order to, like, kill them finally. So when you hurt them enough, they'll get knocked down, and you they can get revived by their teammates. Or you run up and press a specific button. I think it's X, and then you do what's called a curb stomp. You take your foot up and smash it in the back of their head.
1: Which is also called a curb stomp in real life.
0: Yeah, so, and head blows off. It's gross. (laughs) It's a gory game.
1: I'm trying, you guys should, I really wish you could see my face right now, Yeah. I'm pondering. She's like, what? So much. Yeah, you do
0: that, that's how you win. And then there's Assassination, which uh, the name changed in later games, I don't know to what at the moment, but... It's called Assassination. You must execute the team leader, the enemy team leader, in order to win the round. Oh. So he's kind of in the back, you know, shooting. And as long as he's alive, you can keep respawning. Or the enemy can keep respawning. Same with yours. So it's kind of a one of those attack and defend. You want to make sure you can get to them, but also protect your guy. So. And then finally, it's called Annex which is a classic King of the Hill style. Uh, You will, you know, kill enemies, there will be a zone, you go there, you get points, the longer you stay in the zone, pretty simple. And the final mode in the game is called Horde Mode. It's kind of, it was a, back when this came out, a newer type of game mode where it was wave based. So you would go through waves that would eventually get harder and harder as you go out on until 50 and every 10 rounds, there was a boss, which actually allowed for the game mode called firefight in Halo ODST and then later Halo games. Oh, so this kind of was really groundbreaking that type of game mode. They're like, Oh, that worked really well in this game. Let's implement it to us. And yeah, so super cool. Um, yeah, so, and Horde mode you can find in the newest Gears game. So, it's just showing you that, like, this one was a very good, successful game mode that they kept throughout all of their games.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah. And with that, I I hate to do this because I love the game series, but I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. I like- Beca- I'm giving Yikes. it a 5 because the uh, soundtrack's good, the guns are awesome and the horde mode amazing but there's just the story mode's too confusing, the AI is too buggy and the voice acting way too weird so
1: okay, 5 out of 10 buttons, match. yeah,
0: that goes to show you that I'm not gonna always be like oh yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm giving my honest review here
1: that's really sad though like okay not to say that as you mentioned gear is, is like your favorite yeah series. I'm like
0: I plan on getting a tattoo of the logo on me at some point yeah yes.
1: but like oh my gosh
0: yeah and, like it was a great game to start out but even with the remastered which is the one that I played there was still too many issues. And the story just wasn't explained, especially early on.
1: Just didn't stand the test of time kind of situation. Exactly. Where it's like, we want it to be good, but yeah. it was just, there were some things that needed it, to be cleaned up it, yeah. that didn't get cleaned up. It in the uh, beginning.
0: Dr- uh, dragged on too long as well. That yeah. was a problem. But, I mean, Horde mode, if you just took Horde mode, I would give that a solid 8 out of 10. Like That's
1: a really good Like, Horde mode specifically,
0: amazing. But the story mode... It's, kills, it's kills, hard.
1: Kills it down three. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, with that, that does it for our book and game for the week. Yep. If you would like, you can follow us on Twitter at
1: Page Turner and Button Mashers Podcast at Turn and Mash Pod.
0: <laughs> you can email us at
1: Page and Buttons Podcast at gmail.com.
0: You can follow our Instagram at
1: Page and Buttons Podcast.
0: Subscribe to our Patreon.
1: Page Turners and Button Mashers Podcast.
0: And you can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts,
1: Stitcher, and Spotify.
0: Thank you guys so much.
1: And keep on turning those pages. And
0: mashing those buttons. We
1: hope to see you next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye.
0: Bye.